What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Happy Black Girl Narrative Podcast. Today, we are manifesting self-love, happiness, and growth. I'm your host, Vicky Ducks. So, what's up, y'all? How are you doing? I'm tired. It's night, and I just, I just gotta make this episode because I'm really feeling it right now. So, here I am. So, if I sound tired, that's why. But, um... This episode is going to be about starting your own self-love revolution. That's what we're going to call it. Instead of like a journey, because the thing about a journey is that like with self-love, there's no like destination or I guess you could say the destination. There's no one destination, but that's why I'm calling it a revolution because then the words get a little tricky with that one. So we're going to call it your own personal self-love revolution because the revolution to self-love is continuous it's big at first or maybe little at first but it's a big deal and it continues to be a big deal for a while until changes happen and you start looking at things a different way and even after that it's still something that was so important detrimental to your life and even with revolutions it outlasts you and continues on for different generations so that's what we're calling it a revolution instead of a journey because the thing about a self-love journey is that it's the idea that it's going to be some kind of destination but self-love is a continuous lifelong thing that you build onto and learn more and more about and find flaws in and fix it like throughout your whole life so it's not a journey it's a revolution so this is about starting your own self-love revolution and for me i've actually just recently started this like not even and a year ago like six months ago i started it by accident in a way so I think I'm good enough I have enough information to make a little podcast episode on it so that's what we're doing and so three main things that I was thinking about and I realized with at least my self-love revolution was that there's three strong things that have a bunch of stuff that come out after that and those three things are acknowledging and conquering your insecurities, healing your inner child, and establishing boundaries. And now that I think about that, it's actually the exact order how I started my self-love revolution. So that's probably not a coincidence if you think about that. And I believe these three core things is what your self-love revolution is going to revolve around all the other things that come from it are going to stem off of these three things so there are lots of things way more things that i can even cover in a short episode or a long episode but there are a lot of things that each of those three core what should i call it i don't know building blocks each of those three core building blocks to your own self-love revolution are going to stem off of and in some other people those things that i would think that stem off of those three things like how do I say this? Like, okay, so a big one for me was body image, right? So I think body image um, falls under the uh, conquering your insecurities um, building block. But for for other people, that might be a building block, and conquering insecurities might be underneath that building block. So it's really whatever works for you and how it happens for you. My self-love revolution started... A little while ago but for a long time and it stemmed off of body image and after getting into it and now I look back at it 
it wasn't just body image it was insecurities that I had about myself and how I wanted others to view me which also stems from those insecurities so from a very young age when I was in sixth grade people would pick on me about having because I'm skinny so my body image is more about me being skinny me wanting to be thicker right I know it's crazy but you know it's how it is and from since I was in sixth grade people would tell me like oh like I'm flat chested and I have a flat butt or whatever and these are things that I didn't even really notice until they were pointed out to me and then they were continuously pointed out to me until like until like really the pandemic when people stopped talking to people like when I stopped actually getting to see people at school because I'm in 11th grade but that's actually when it's when it stopped it's only and it only stopped because it like I didn't get any much real life face-to-face interaction so nobody can really say anything like that but now I wouldn't even let anyone say anything about me because that also comes from establishing boundaries so to get back on track to what I was saying I recently like a year ago I started getting into this whole let me just get fit like I was it was pandemic time and I was home all the time so I'm thinking like let me just get fit let me just get these arms muscular and tone me get this butt going you know what I'm saying and it was really frustrating because obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't see results as quickly as I want to and I had to put in a lot of consistent work with doing other stuff that like I wasn't trying to be some kind of gym junkie or anything like that so all these videos that I would see of these women these women too like I'm not even a woman I'm a young lady so it was like which also comes from establishing boundaries but it was not good stuff that I was taking in anyways and it was just frustrating because I wasn't getting anywhere. So eventually I started seeing a lot of things about you have to love yourself. Like with manifesting, if you're going to manifest the dream body, you have to already love the body that you're in. And they'll tell you that not even just with manifesting, like they'll tell you that when you're starting to get into your whole fitness journey. But this isn't about a fitness journey. This is about self-love revolution. Okay. So I had to really learn to love my body for how it is. And I started realizing and recognizing the bad thought patterns and limiting beliefs I had on my body. And the biggest thing that I realized was my insecurities and how my insecurities not only affected my body image, but also affected the relationships that I was in, the friendships and the romantic relationships or to the relationships with my like family. They really affected me because it wasn't just my body. It was more like how I would be, how people would like me, how people would view me if my body looked this way. I found myself saying things like, if I had a bigger butt, this person would be attracted to me. And if I had a bigger butt, I'd be flirted with more. Or if I look different, or I have a better body, yada, yada, yada. And it was just not, obviously not positive things. So I recognized those insecurities. And I really had, really had to look deep within and really did some work on figuring that stuff out and journaling also helped me with that a lot and the manifestation journaling helped me with that a lot because the positive affirmations that I would tell myself and I would write down really just helped me really tune in to those positive things I was trying to tell myself and to really correct the insecurities I had it made it easier to recognize my thought patterns and stop it abruptly in the middle of my thought patterns to change it to something differently And you don't wake up one day and love yourself, but for me, I was having a really, not really bad, because I've had worse, but I had a breakdown. 
and I was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, like, whatever, whatever. And I just looked in the mirror. And I said this off that people always tell you to say, like, look at your look at your stomach and realize all the organs you have inside you that are TPU safe and all that kind of stuff. And it usually does not help. I'm not gonna I'm gonna be honest. It would be so good if you told yourself that every time and appreciate it. But it's kind of it's kind of unrealistic to think that you could just look at yourself and be like, I like my fat stomach because of this, or I like my skinny legs because of this, like stuff like that. Or I like my fat legs because of this. It's it's hard to think those things, but I try to tell myself those things. I was like, I like my body does so much for me. All the times that I've done this or I've done that, it's always had my back. It's the one thing that always stays with me. And then it started going, it started being more about my body and more about me. Like I'm always there for me. At the end of the day, I'll always be there for me. And these are still things that I continue to tell myself to this day. So journaling and affirmations was a big part and is still a big part in helping me overcome my insecurities. I realize now that my self-love language is words of affirmation and writing things down, telling myself stuff and reading affirmations, all that kind of stuff. Because yes, there are love languages, but there's also those same love languages apply to self-love languages. So maybe I'll get into that in a different episode because I do find that to be very interesting, but not now. So y'all can just look into that on your own time for now. But with these affirmations, these ones in particular, the telling me that, oh, well, I'm good, I always have my own back, is what goes into my next point, which is healing your inner child. So honestly, for the longest time, when I heard this idea to heal your inner child, it seemed like something that only like psychics and high vibrational spiritual people, but it's not. And I don't, I'm not going to get too deep into healing your inner child right now because I don't really know too too much about it because I still honestly think it's something that high vibrational spiritual teachers know about but for me when I think of healing your inner child now when I just put it in layman's terms I guess is about interrupting a negative thought tracing it back to where its origin is like what made you think this way and usually it's when you're a child or when you're just a kid and comforting that thought comforting that voice and being that person that you needed at that time now honestly it sounds like something that's easier said than done because when you think about like let's say i have a negative thought like i'm so fat and you think like okay let me trace it back to where i originally thought this thought it may seem crazy because for some people it's like oh i never really had this thought before or well it's not usually like that but usually it's like i had a thought for a long time like how could i even possibly trace it back and it doesn't have to be like the deep, deep origins, the first time you've ever heard or ever thought this thing about yourself. It doesn't really have to be like that. It can really just be like the the earliest time you can remember this happening. Like the earliest time you can remember this thought or the biggest time, the biggest moment where you've had this thought, right? So let's think, let's say like for me, like, oh, I'm so skinny. I probably think back to a time in sixth grade where somebody made fun of me for being skinny and how I felt about it. And you don't have to get too deep in it with it. It could be a quick little thing, like just recognizing, oh, I remember just thinking about a, events that happened in your life that was big, that revolved around this limiting or negative thought, belief, or feelings toward yourself and being what you needed at that at that time, being the support that you needed. So let's say like, oh, I'm so skinny and thin and ugly, whatever, whatever. I think about how something happened to me in like sixth grade and being like, you know, your body is beautiful your body is beautiful to you there's no reason to change it just tell yourself what you would have needed or wanted to hear at that time and what you want to or need to hear now whatever you want somebody else to say to you 
or however you think somebody else could comfort you in the situation try to be that person for yourself because at the end of the day the only person that will always be there for you will be you no matter how melancholy meek or just depressing it may sound it is true it doesn't have to be something that sounds so depressing it doesn't have to be something that's depressing or lonely it could be something that's very amazing and loving and enlightening because having a real unconditional passionate love with yourself oh my gosh just talking about it just fills me with some kind of just feeling like it is so amazing it is so beautiful and I have not gotten there yet but I am on my way and I am proud of myself for that speaking of being proud of yourself for things I've started getting into the habit of telling myself that I'm proud of myself for doing something acknowledging that it wasn't the easiest thing to do at the time or I wasn't in the best mood to do it and I still did it and telling myself that I'm proud of it is something that is very helpful to me it makes me feel good really it's like 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 it might sound so like lame and lonely but it really makes me feel good I'm getting the praise that I would probably want somebody else to give to me for myself and it feels as if I'm getting it from somebody else because I'm saying it in a genuine matter honestly I'm saying it from the heart I'm not forcing myself to say it it's not like some affirmation that I'm reading off of a card like it's something that I'm like you know what I really did not feel like doing that work or doing that assignment right now especially but I did it anyway and I pushed past it and I got a good grade so and I'm really proud of myself and even if I didn't get a good grade on it or I didn't know what grade I was gonna get on it I'm just like wow I'm just proud of myself for getting that done you know, it's like saving the work for your future self. It's like your future self is going to thank you. And I, my present self is thanking my past self for putting up with that for my future self. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, to recap with that last one, healing your inner child, basically stop being a negative thought, no matter how hard it is or how frustrating it may be. Stopping that negative thought, thinking back to the earliest time you can remember that thought being present and comforting yourself and not every time it has to be something that you have to look back in the past for really could just be in a situation you're in right now you're having this negative thought stop it and be like hey like I know that you're feeling this way and it's okay to feel this way but don't let this ruin you whatever you need to say to comfort yourself or whatever you want somebody to say to comfort you say that thing to you in that moment so to a next point establishing boundaries bruh can I just say, bruh, because the idea of establishing boundaries for me was so, like, such a weird concept. I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand. Like, I know how important, like, it is to establish boundaries. Like, you will see YouTube videos, Instagram posts, everything talking about make sure you just you establish healthy boundaries for yourself or healthy boundaries with others. And whenever it talks about loving yourself or healing something within you it always makes sure to add like establish a boundary and I don't I didn't get that for the longest time I actually recently understood it was like a couple months ago I finally was like oh I get it now but the basic the most basic way I could explain what establishing a boundary is is thinking about like how think about like a co-worker not too close with them but you chat with them when you're at work and they don't believe black lives matter and you know that if that situation comes up, if that conversation happens, it is not going to make you feel good. It is not going to be a good experience for you. Establishing a boundary would be stopping that conversation from happening. If they bring something up like that to you, just being like, you know what, 
I don't want to have this conversation with you. That's it. Walk away. Do whatever you can. But just let them know, I don't want to have this conversation with you. And that's probably the best example I could give you. The thing about establishing boundaries is that it's also important to know your triggers. And that was also going to be another one of my core building blocks to your self-love revolution. But I forgot, honestly. So, yeah, but... I guess this does go under establishing boundaries. You have to understand what triggers are and to understand what your triggers are to really understand what a boundary is and what boundaries you need to place. So a boundary that I place with people when I can, because there are some people or some circumstances where you can all no, first off, you can always establish a boundary. But there are some times or some situations you might be in currently where it's not as easy or really as realistic to set a boundary about something or with this person at a certain time. I can I get that. I've been through that. But a big boundary I set with other people, which I feel like should like relate to everyone, I feel like everybody should establish this kind of boundary, is not having certain conversations. Like, let someone know. Do not tell me about my weight. Do not have a conversation with me about my weight. Like, that is something that we cannot have. Don't have a conversation about with me about my kid or about my sibling or about my best friend. Like, if you're going to say something negative about this person, I don't want to hear it. If you're saying something negative about this conversation, I don't want to hear it. If you're talking about something personal to me that you don't understand and you're not personal with me like that, do not speak to me. I'm not listening to that conversation. And establishing a boundary doesn't have to be some statement. I'm not, I was going to say it doesn't have to be a big show, but if you want it to be a big show, then let it be a big show. But it doesn't even have to be a statement. Like, you don't even have to tell somebody, like, look, I don't want to have a conversation right now. You can straight up leave. Walk away. You don't have to explain it to them. Some, there's people, like, I'm thinking, like, a coworker. If you don't see them all the time, okay, like, for teenagers, you probably won't see your coworker every day. For adults, it's obviously different if you go to work every day. But people like that that you don't have to deal with on a regular basis or on an everyday basis, I should say, It's a little easier to walk away from a conversation that you don't want to have with this certain someone. But sometimes a boundary is a little bit more complex. Like it could be like a feeling. Like once this person starts making me, like once this person starts making me feel a certain way, I'm just not gonna put up with it anymore. So I could have that conversation, but once they start saying something like this, it's over. Once they start making me feel like this, I'm done with it. Those are healthy boundaries. And, And people may say that you're being sensitive. People may say that you're like no fun or you can't take a joke or whatever but the thing about it is that once you kind of achieve and conquer your insecurities you will not care if somebody wants to question your boundaries and anyone any smart person will tell you that if somebody doesn't agree with your boundaries that you were meant to place Mm -hmm. i hope you heard that one i hope you were listening to that one because that's important insecurities may get in the way of you placing boundaries but just always know that no matter what anyone thinks if you place a boundary down and they don't like that boundary, then that was a good boundary. And if they really complain and bicker about it, they're not even a good person that you need. So you need to drop them, okay? So for a little recap, one, acknowledge and conquer your insecurities. That means taking a hard look at yourself and telling yourself that no, you are wrong. And figuring out where the insecurity even came from, which goes into two, heal your inner child, comfort your inner child. Trace that thought and insecurity back to the earliest time you could think of having it and comfort yourself as if you were talking to that younger self. Then time travel back to where you are now and comfort you now. Doing that will help you identify your triggers and bring us to the third building block, which is establishing boundaries. 
think about yourself, forget about what anyone else thinks, and really acknowledge the points where somebody would have stepped too far. Then do not let them go any further. So that's your basic 19 minute summary on starting your own personal self-love revolution. So now you're ready to be the powerful, happy boss black girl or boy that you were meant to be. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Black Girl Narrative Podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, please be sure to follow so you'll be updated when there are new episodes.